0: Welcome to the Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we will be reading in the book of the New Testament book of John and chapter 12. And we'll be reading with the NIV, the New International Version. And the topic is Jesus anointed at Bethany. Let's begin reading. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Verse two here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, she poured out uh, she poured it out on Jesus' feet. And wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. Verse four. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to be uh, to betray him, objected. Verse five. Why wasn't this perfume sold? Uh, sold and the money given to the poor it was worth a year's wages verse 6 he did not say this because he he cared about the poor but because he was a thief as keeper of the money bag he used to help himself to what was put into it and verse 7 leave her alone jesus replied he was intended that She saved this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. And verse 9, Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found, found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. Verse 10, So the chief priest made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for an account of him... Uh, for on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him so you have a lot of things going on here you have uh, you have uh, the folks that pretty much rejected God they just liked having the prestige of being a religious leader and then you had uh, one in his very uh, amongst Jesus who uh, claimed to follow Jesus, who kept the money was uh, which was uh, Judas Iscariot, the one that betrayed him. But he was one that loved money more than anything else. So he really didn't didn't care what was going on. He was more concerned about oh, worldly things, you know. And then that kind of how it is. In life itself, you always there's always somebody whether it's in the family, like your family, or where you work out or whatever that they're that they're just their mind is always somewhere else and sometimes uh, they're in leadership like a supervisor or something or maybe a manager or just a regular person but they just hey, every time they're around they just cause problems and issues or whatever you, you know because their eyes are always on the world of what they can get out of people instead of the other way around, you know, being a team player, wanting to help others or whatever. There's always somebody, sometimes more than one, but at least one that's always there. That's just how life is, you know. Uh, evil's everywhere. Satan, uh, Satan has his minions or or his people that's serving him, whether they realize it or not. They're always around and stuff, you know. They're always put in situations uh, just to make things tough. And, and even Jesus had the same problem that he had to deal with. But he dealt with it, you know. So let's continue reading. And uh, we're still reading in chapter 12. And if you go down to verse 12, and the topic is Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. And remember, we're reading out of the NIV, the New International Version. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. Verse 13, they took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosea, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Verse 14, Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written. In verse 15, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's coat. Verse 16, at first... His disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Verse 17, Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Verse 18, many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. Verse 19, so the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. And the sad part is the same people that were were calling Hosanna and praising him, you know, um, these same people, yet yeah, just a little while later, uh, were being uh, told by the Pharisees to to say put him to death and instead of uh, because it was tradition or custom back then for the Romans to give them on you know the sacred t- the passover time of the year to give him like one person that had been locked up for something and uh, for that particular time it was and he was actually a murderer that had killed some Romans Roman soldiers, and it was uh, Barabbas. So, just a little while later, they went from praising Jesus and and calling him, you know, the Lord and everything, and then just a little while later, they're saying, "Put him to death and free Barabbas," uh, because the the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the Jews, uh, worked them up in that way to get what they wanted because they wanted Jesus put to death. Which ironically is what he was there for in the first place, so he would he would pay the one time sacrifice for us because he was perfect in every way. So so we're going to stop there, but this just lets you know that you know, of uh, uh, the Bible is just letting you know how things are, because people are still the same way. Do you know you have those that that are, that are determined to reject Jesus no matter what. You know they're. They're rejecting God. They want what they want, and they don't care. And they're I've learned that sin makes you stupid. A sin makes you a complete fool because you want something so badly, like you're just, um, you want it so much that you can't even see anything. All you, all you know is that you want this particular thing because you think it's going to be great for you. And you don't even know that not only are you destroying yourself, but you're but you're hurting and destroying people around you at the same time. So that's why we need to know what God wants from us, and we learn that by reading the Word of God daily without fail, because the Bible is our roadmap. Here, God speaks through His Bible to tell us what He wants us to do. So. So let me read just some some other scripture. 1 John chapter one verse nine. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acts chapter three verse nineteen. Repent ye therefore, repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Proverbs chapter twenty eight verse thirteen. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesses and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Matthew chapter 3, verse 8. Bring forth therefore fruits, meats for repentance. Second Chronicles chapter 30, verse 9. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you if you return unto him. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So this is what we have to do. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 says this in the NIV. The Lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. So and and here is salvation right here. You can find it in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. And this is the King James Version that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10 For with the heart man believeth on the righteousness, and with the mouth confesseth his salvation. And verse 13, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 13 For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So. So so if you're listening to this and you do not know God, or maybe you stumbled across this, whether it's a, a podcast or on YouTube or Rumble or whatever, um, listen to what's being said here. You know, I'm here because of my concern for those who don't know God or for those who may know God but have, you know, kind of gotten away from where they need to be in God or maybe they just don't understand, you know. So, because we all have sin and broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, which is, let's just go over a few of them. Uh, you shall not. Uh, see the first command is you shall have no other gods before me. But if you like, uh, um, if you like love a car or love certain things, or whatever, that's an idol. That's that's another god. And uh, most of the time, we make a God in our own image. That's okay with everything we can do. We can lie, cheat, steal, murder, whatever. And the God that we think that's in our minds is so, is okay. So that's making another God, which God's standards are very high. And therefore, our standards are so low that there's no way that we can reach God. Or, or, or that's why we're okay with everything we do because because if you notice, we're good with what we do. We can find what other people do, but we never look at ourselves. We must look at ourselves. We're guilty, just like everybody else. And, and, and so we've make we've made another God in our own minds. Uh, that's a nice, uh, fuzzy God that we can hold on to. That's okay with everything. Nope, that's made another God. That's not the God of the Bible. Because the God of the Bible, his standards are way above ours. Uh, this is the second commandment you shall not make any idols this is the same thing we covered that um, yeah, let's see the third commandment you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain you know and that's like you know uh, cursing or whatever use of the Lord is that uh, the uh, the whole the the Jewish priests and stuff won't even mention the name because it's so holy to them Um, let me see, Uh, the sixth commandment is you shall not murder. Well, if you hate somebody in your heart, it's the same thing as murder according to Jesus. So you've already committed that one. So you see how easy it is to break all these things, but we think we're okay. Uh, uh, Let's see, the seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery. Well, if you look at another person with lust, you've already committed adultery. So we're guilty of that one too. Uh, let me see the eighth commandment: You shall not steal. If you ever borrowed everything, not return it. If you ever took a paper clip or a pen, never return it. Or whatever, that's stealing. That's how high God's standards are, but we just blow it off like it's no big deal. So, what do you call someone who steals? You call him a thief. Verse nine. I mean, um, excuse me. Uh, uh, the ninth commandment: You shall not bear false witness. That means you don't lie. We've all lied, white lies or whatever. A lie is a lie, it doesn't matter. So what he calls someone when a lies a liar. So you see, we've already broken all these commandments and haven't even covered all of them. And that's why we need Christ, because we're guilty. Because uh, uh, when we stand before the Lord and we haven't repented of our sins, and that's for God's mercy and grace and forgiveness, you know and uh, put our trust in, in, in Christ Jesus alone, then we're going to be guilty of sin because only the blood of Christ that he shed on the cross uh, th- covers our sins. it spiritually covers our sins. And without that we have no uh, we have no cover, therefore a God the Father is going to look at us uh, as sinners and that's just how it is but god loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son to be the one-time sacrifice and he didn't have to he chose to do that so you need to pray let's pray and we follow all these that are hearing these words today lord i ask you lord to convict their heart and their mind father god that they will understand that they've broken your moral laws the ten commandments we all have including myself Therefore, needing a savior, needing you, and we so we must come with a sorrowful, contrite heart, knowing that we are guilty, and ask for your mercy to have mercy upon us, Lord, and forgiveness and grace upon our sins from this, and from now on is put and put our trust in our, putting our trust in you alone, Jesus, and start reading the Bible daily without failing to do what it says. Because to know that that there's been a change, that means you want to learn not to sin. And therefore you learn that by reading the Bible dead or without fail. Just like you do eat, you know, just like you eat meals, it's the same thing. No Bible, no breakfast, no reading, no feed. Now let me give you some, some resources. Uh, you can go to YouTube and watch these really uh these these various ministries that will help a lot you'll learn a lot and you can watch this on youtube and rumble your living waters with ray comfort on youtube and other areas uh it is and you can also go to livingwaters.com answers in genesis with ken ham answers in genesis.org wall builders and he's about uh biblical history of uh, the christian history of the united states and it's well builders with David Barton at com, Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. You can watch on YouTube 23 Minutes in Hell with Bill Wise. It's a really good video. And if you would like to, to go to our website, it is all overcase. It's bible education com. And if you would like to write us, uh, our email is all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com if you need a Bible let me know and I'll be glad to mail you one and here's some more resources um, and also we're on YouTube uh, Bible Education Institute Reverend Henry Kelly is also is on YouTube and Rumble and then on the pod, podcast platform Stitcher, Spotify, Apple and, and some other ones that you'll find uh and then if you you can also go for another resources go on to your search engine and put in uh T- tct network and it's the it's, it's the Christian television um that has a lot of different programs on there and one of the two that I like to recommend is one is faith and history with William Federer and ancient Jewish wisdom about the old testament with Rabbi Daniel Lapin and faith and history is about you know uh, the Christian faith around the world, America, and so forth, and he gives you all the the various history of really, it, which is very fascinating. And you can also go if you want Bibles or books or whatever, and you can go to Abe Books. They have new and used and thrift books, and or you go to Amazon and a lot of other areas. It's just some stuff to help you to get going. And some of the other resources you can go on YouTube and watch. Uh, vodi Bacham, that's V-O-D-D-I-E-B-A-U-C-H-A-M. And he has some great um, sermons and teachings. And also R.C. Sproul, you'll learn a lot if you go there. And so that's just what we have for today. So until next time, remember, surrender your life to Christ, put your trust in Christ alone as a parachute, that's going to keep you from, uh, from dying in a, if, if your plane is going to crash. And putting on Christ is the same way it's going to save you from the judgment to come.